Can y'all hear me? helping you to prosper in the presence of God. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the show. Kevin White is a global pastor, best-selling author, and international speaker sharing God's message of prosperity for all nations. Kevin has flown over a million miles to 27 different countries and spoken to thousands of audiences throughout the world. As a serial entrepreneur, Kevin has helped start hundreds of businesses, nonprofits, and churches. Kevin's three books, Audacious Generosity, Get to the Point, and What's Your Word, are international bestsellers with over 2 million copies sold worldwide. Kevin is the CEO of Spirit Media, a full-service publishing and marketing company in North Carolina. Okay, who's ready to prosper in the presence of God? Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and help welcome your friend and mine, Kevin White. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Kevin White Show. I'm Kevin, and I'm coming at you live from the USA. How are you doing? We started a little early this morning. Sometimes I run over, and so why not start a little bit early? Um, I have friends saying that they're already joining on WhatsApp, so I just thought I'd love to hang out just for a minute and say uh, hello to everyone. Um, why don't you greet friends from around the world uh, here on our show and let us know where you're watching from. Um, namaste. There is Badu and Badar and, um, and Nepal. Um, Nag Nagesha Robertson. Hi, God bless you. Abel uh, from Pakistan. How are you doing? Uh, there's Mooney. Wow. So this is a friend I met in um, a hotel in Delhi, and he's watching the show. And I'm so glad that you are a part of the audience. I hope you and your family are doing well. Shaker, I can't wait to see you very soon. Uh, God bless you, Roger and Lori. Um, God bless you. Praying for you, Roger. Um, I know that you're taking um, a God-imposed time of rest, and I am grateful for what he's doing in you and through you. Thank you for serving Hope Community Church there in Ohio. Uh, Pastor um, Ashback, I think, um, if I pronounce it. Sorry, I'm not good with pronunciation sometimes. Greetings to everyone in India. Namaste to Pakistan. Anyone watching in Thailand? What about uh, Philippines? Mabuhai. Uh, friends from the USA. Hope that you are blessed this morning. Um, it is Tuesday, September the 19th, 2023, and I am so glad that you are a part of the show. Um, <clears throat> I hope that 
you're able to join us every week here on the Kevin White Show, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, as God brings one word uh, from Him into your life. Today's word is the word mind. Uh, the word mind, the Bible actually talks about uh, mind, and we're going to look at some of that in Scripture. Um, have you ever been accused of being out of your mind? Um, Sometimes I feel like the enemy's attack on me is to accuse me of being foolish, being out of my mind. Uh, nothing could be further from the truth. It's just that when we counter the world and our beliefs uh, and we, we really uphold the word of God in our life, um, the, the enemy can actually use that against us saying, you're just crazy. People are going to think you're crazy. Uh, you're just losing your mind. Uh, you know, I've actually prayed over uh, asking God to keep my mind in check. Uh, he says that he is able to do exceedingly more than you could ask or imagine. Well, I've been gifted by God with a very bold um, imagination, and I'm grateful for that. And so sometimes I just have to surrender that to the Lord and say, uh, God, am I losing my mind because I'm imagining that that you are able to do this and that you're going to do this? And um, I just really sense God uh, encouraging me at times to realize that if we are going to have the mind that he wants us to have, um, it's going to look very different than the mind that the world has. Um the Bible fortunately says that he uses the foolish things to confound the wise. Uh, have you ever felt like a fool for Jesus? I have. Um, I know many of you um, appear foolish in your faith at times, in your steadfast belief that our God is able. Um, what, what is it about the mind that, that God wants to use in our life to reveal himself to the world. Um, has anyone ever given you a piece of their mind? You know, I want you just to think about how we use the word mind in our vocabulary. Um, maybe you've even said, um, I just want to give you a piece of my mind. Well, you're not talking about a brain tissue that you're going to hand them. Um, you're talking about your perspective, your opinion, uh, your thoughts on the matter. Has anyone ever given you a piece of their mind? I think we all have had people give us a piece of their mind. I think we have given others a piece of our mind. Um, and so let's dive into the word of God. I just want to encourage you uh, out of reverence and honor to the Lord to put your hands together wherever you're watching from Africa to Thailand to India to Mexico, Canada, Germany, Afghanistan, Ukraine, Nepal, Bangladesh, Myanmar, USA, wherever you're watching, put your hands together for the word of God because his word talks about mind, M-I-N-D. So let's look together at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. It says, for who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things for we have the mind, there's the word, mind of Christ. God has given us forgiveness of sin. 
if you've ever repented and turned to Jesus only for salvation, you have the forgiveness of sin. And there is a lot of gifts that come with that. Peace and hope and future. And with it comes a mind, a new mind. I, I wonder if you have ever surrendered your mind over to God. You know, Christians get ridiculed for uh, the world says you, you leave your mind at the door and you go in with this blind faith to your God and, <clears throat> and um, you're foolish for thinking that God's going to heal you, that God's going to take care of you. Um, <clears throat> the Bible says that God helps those who help themselves. Well, the Bible does not say that. The Bible says that we can actually know the thoughts of God for we have been given the mind of Christ. What is this gift, the mind of Christ that we've been given? Uh, an, an, not enough is taught about having the mind of Christ, but yet you and I are exposed every day to what a world looks like without the mind of Christ. Planes are flown into skyscrapers without the mind of Christ. Shootings occur in our schools without the mind of Christ. Um, violence, war, murder, rape, evil happens all over the world because of the lack of the mind of Christ. And so let's pull our chairs up to God's table and let him just talk to us about this gift of having the mind of Christ. If our mind is no different than the world's mind, then how will the world ever see the value of putting their hope in God, putting their faith in Jesus for salvation? If our mind is identical to people's minds who are far from God, if there's no difference between the mind close to God and the mind far from God, then how will people ever reconcile their need for God? And so it's very important that you and I allow God to give us this gift of the mind of Christ. So what is the mind? Are we talking about brain tissue? It says the mind is the element of a person that enables them to be aware of the world and their experiences, to think and to feel the faculty of consciousness and thought. And this is what God has given us, the mind of Christ. His, uh, our ability to, to experience his mind, his thoughts injected into our thoughts. We've talked recently about being filled with the Holy Spirit, how God dwells within us. And it's this area of the mind that we either honor God or dishonor God. We either walk in his ways or we walk, we continue to walk in the ways of the world. It's in this mind. It's powerful. And yet God has given us an incredible gift. Um, <clears throat> so when you put this mind of Christ with the definition of what a mind is, I want to just show you three things that God has given to you. 
and I as believers, as followers. The first one is with the mind of Christ, we are able to experience things the way Christ does. Have you ever met someone that could not see beyond the tip of their nose? Their experience was no further than me, myself, and I, the tip of their nose. We all have. I've actually been that person. You have been that person as well. But as a believer in Jesus, we have been given a mind that takes us beyond the tip of our nose into experiencing what Jesus experiences when he sees people, when he looks around the world. And sometimes you will hear a message of God hating people, of God despising people, of God's wrath burning down on people. And it will be a message of God without the mind of Christ behind it. It's a very dangerous thing for believers to actually begin to speak on behalf of God without first having the mind of God. God went to a well through Jesus and talked to a prostitute and he did not throw her on the ground and kick her and kick dust into her face and tell her what a worthless sinner she is. He had no sign, turn or burn. He had an arm stretched out, love, compassion, mercy, because Jesus experienced her very different than the way we would. Are you and I experiencing the world around us through the mind of Christ? The second thing is we think the way Christ thinks. We think the way Christ thinks. You know, you and I can be very good at hating people because we hate the sin. But that's not the way Christ thinks. Christ always loves the people while hating the sin. He can compartmentalize. Praise God. He loves me perfectly while absolutely hating my sinful nature, my sinful behavior. He separates our sin as far as the East is from the West. Can I get an amen? I mean, I just, I, I know what I'm sharing is, is um, complex as it relates to the mind, but I want you to, to really grasp the opportunity we've been given by the creator of the universe to know his thoughts, to have his thinking actually replace our stinking thinking. Can I get an amen? I need that. You know, you don't want me to give me, give you a piece of my mind. My mind apart from the Lordship of Jesus Christ is vile. It is repulsive. It is evil. It is no goodness whatsoever. It, it is only through the mind of Christ, me beginning to take his thoughts in triumph over my thoughts that makes me a person that you would want to be around. And that would only be because of the, his goodness, not my goodness. The third thing is we can feel the way Christ feels. Um, have you ever cried? I just, no judgment, no condemnation, but have you ever allowed the things that break God's heart to break your heart? Um, I will 
go and be a part of dedicating a ministry center in the red light district of Mumbai soon. And um, I've walked through those very narrow alleys and I've seen the women treated like pieces of meat and the children hiding under the beds while the business is happening. And um, it breaks your heart. Um, you begin in these moments to actually feel what God feels. Um, I've laid awake in my bed at night crying for the salvation of India. Um, and now for the fruit of the gospel to bear fruit in all 195 nations. Um, that is not, Kevin, I'm not telling you this to say, wow, look at how good and godly Kevin is. I want you to see that we have the capacity to become the skin of the feelings of God. Have you ever had righteous indignation over injustice? God, through the mind of Christ, can actually allow us to see what he sees, to think what he thinks, to feel what he feels. And that's because we have been made his witnesses. A witness needs this kind of download in the reporting that goes out. And so God does this through the mind into his mind, into our mind, so that we can be his witnesses. Having the mind of Christ means that we understand God's plan for the world to bring glory to himself, to restore creation to its original splendor, to provide salvation to mankind. Look at Romans 12 too. I love this verse. I've said it many times on the show and on my keynotes. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Right there, you've seen me do it. If you've subscribed to the, my Generously Blessed series, every single week I am saying God calls us to be transformed as we change our minds. I want to just ask you lovingly, when's the last time you've let God change your mind? If you and I are not allowing God to regularly interrupt our life and change our mind about things, we're not really continuing to walk in fellowship with him. The communion with him will be broken if it, be, if it is our way or the highway. He will Take the back seat. He's a gentleman. He will wait. And one of the best postures that we could ever have toward Almighty God is, Father, I'm giving you my mind. Come and change it. I want to love people today that I didn't love yesterday. I want to I pray for countries today that I didn't pray for yesterday. I want to bleed and grieve and cry for people who are suffering that I didn't even know were suffering yesterday. I want God to have access to change my mind. Will you let God change your mind? Um, we are to be a mind filled with the Holy Spirit. We've talked about dwell. We've talked about um, how God fills us. And it's this area of the mind 
when, when Paul's talking about do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, when you're under the influence of alcohol, it's in your blood. And therefore, it can alter your mind and, and it can cause behavior and speech and reactions that you wouldn't normally have. And Paul is saying, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, it's not, it's not something that we drink like alcohol that gets into our blood system. This is spiritual download from God as we allow our mind, our mind, as we described earlier, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And God says that the minds filled with the Holy Spirit discern spiritual things. So we all have the ability to see the world around us. You can see these books back here. These are books that Spirit Media has been publishing. I'm so thankful for the opportunity to get to be uh, the publisher and to be praying over these books to bear fruit in all 195 nations. You can see these plants. Some of you have asked if these are real. Yes, these are real plants. These are not plastic. You can see that. We can see the natural world around us. We have zero capacity to discern spiritual things without the author of the spiritual realm, God himself, downloading it to us through our mind. Will you allow the Holy Spirit to fill your mind and to give you discernment over spiritual things? You know, in our marketplaces, we regularly confront people who will want to talk about earthly things, and yet God is able to show us things that only He could show us that they are in need of, that we are to pray for, that we are to lovingly encourage them in. That's a spiritual discernment. It comes from God, and it happens in the mind. It's not through the big toe. It's not through the elbow. It's not through the earlobe. It's through the mind that God uses to show us spiritual things and to, and to give us that kind of insight. Look at Romans 8, 5 through 9. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Do you want life? We all do. Do you want peace? Can, can you put a uh, hand raise emoji in the chat? We all want life. We all want peace. How does it happen? Through the Spirit in our mind. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law, and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of the sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And I just want you to have an availability to God to let the Holy Spirit control your mind. You're either going to control it and it's going to be under the influence of a sinful world 
or you're going to allow the Holy Spirit to control it. And it's going to take up the authority, the lordship of Jesus Christ. And it's all going to happen in your mind. So often we want to change our behavior. We're sick of this addiction. We're sick of this problem. We're sick of, of, of these kind of issues in our life. And we want to focus on the behavior. And God is there in his love and compassion and mercy saying, you will be transformed as you change your mind. Let the Holy Spirit have access to your mind and watch what happens. It's there that he injects life and peace. And you and I at any given time have a decision to make. Are we going to act on our thoughts or are we going to act on his thoughts? Even five minutes after this episode ends, you can have a moment of worry and fear and doubt and anxiety, and you can allow your problems to dictate the size of your God, or you can allow the size of your God to have authority over your problems. And you, you have a choice. That's the consequence of the fall. It's not a robot. It's not a chip that God implants. He's not controlling you. You have a free will to choose if you're going to operate in the mind of Christ or not. And I can't encourage you enough to take this serious and to operate in the mind of Christ. <clears throat> Practical questions. God, what is happening right now? That's a practical question to get to the mind of Christ. God, what's your word right now? What do you say right now? God, what am I supposed to do? That's using your mind to get your hope in the Lord. And so when you don't know what to do, ask. Let him inject it into your mind. But you're either going to take action on the worry and the fear and the carnal nature of your mind, or you're going to begin to take action on the spirit. The spirit will lead to life and peace. And, and I, I'm a witness of this. I have, I have had something attack me, and I would get a sense of panic, a sense of fear. And I would go and say, God, give me your perspective. What's going on? What's happening? How do I respond to this? God would speak and I would, I would give over to what God has said. And immediately the peace would come. Immediately my heart rate would calm down. My breathing would calm. And it, it, it didn't mean that all of a sudden the magic wand took the problems away. It was that the mind of the spirit took over. The, the circumstances can be the same, but all of a sudden now you have the mind of Christ over it. You have the one who is the life and the resurrection over it. You have the one who is the light in the darkness over it. You have the one who is promised to give you a future and a hope over it. Look at 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14. So earlier we read verse 16, 
And this came right before that in verse 14. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only by the spirit. There is some things that you'll never understand about your marriage unless you allow the Holy Spirit to show you. There are some things that you'll never know how to parent your children unless you let the Holy Spirit show you. There are some things you'll never know about business unless you let the Holy Spirit show you. There are some things you're never going to ever get right about ministry unless you let the Holy Spirit show you. You're never going to know how to build a house unless you let the Holy Spirit show you. There are things that are absolutely impossible with you and me that is never going to happen unless we allow God to change our mind, to influence our mind, to control our mind. There's wisdom. There's peace. You can't go to Big Bazaar and buy this. It's not a pill in your pharmacy. It's only through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in your mind. Are you using your mind in submission to the Spirit of God? And if so, one of the things I just want to encourage you to evaluate is what is something the Lord has shown you that you wouldn't otherwise know if he had not shown you. And it can be very practical where your keys are, how to respond to your spouse, how to write this proposal in your business, who to talk to about the land that your church needs, how to generate income so you can buy a motorcycle for your ministry. There's so much wisdom waiting out there, but we have not because we ask not, because we don't allow the mind of Christ to write the story. And I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want that to happen to you. I want us to really experience how he is able to do exceedingly more than anything we can ask or imagine. And what he's getting at is, I want to begin right here with your mind. I just want to encourage you to just surrender your mind to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and to understand that the laboratory, the classroom of growing in Christ is right here. It's in your mind. Let him speak. And just commit that your mind is his. Give it to him. You've given your heart to him. Have you ever given your mind to him? Let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to just encourage my brothers and sisters in this word. I thank you for the, the ways in which you have injected truth, revealed yourself, made promises, kept promises, fulfilled your word, all in my mind. It started there. And I just pray, God, for anointing over everyone watching that 
if they've never experienced you injecting your thoughts into their mind, that you would just show yourself powerful and radical, that they would begin today to sense Almighty God and revealing Himself into their minds, that their thinking would be set aside for your thinking, that they would experience what you experience, they would feel what you feel, and that we would allow that to carry us. We will go where you say go, we will do what you say do, we will give what you say give out of the mind of Christ. Thank you for this gift. What an incredible gift. There is not a piece of wood on the planet that has ever given anyone a thought or a mind or injected any type of truth into them. And so we just thank you that we somehow, some way get to know you and be known by you and have our sins forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ. And thank you for this gift of the mind of Christ. I just pray that gift over every person. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. You know, I could pray a lot of things, and I do. I pray regularly for land and for transportation and education and healing. Um, people message me regularly about financial needs in their life, and I'm burdened and I'm praying. I, I can't imagine praying anything more valuable than for you to have the mind of Christ. In his presence is every guidance and provision you'll ever need. So if his presence takes over the authority of your mind, you're going to have every need met in Jesus Christ. I love you. I'm praising God for you. Pray for me. I'm praying for you. I'll see you back here next Tuesday, 10 a.m. on The Kevin White Show. God bless you all. Thank you for subscribing, liking, and sharing The Kevin White Show. Visit KevinWhite.us for Kevin's blog, videos, books, and more, all geared toward helping you prosper in the presence of God. That's KevinWhite.us. Kevin's books are available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Contact Spirit Media for all your publishing and marketing needs at SpiritMedia.us. Spirit Media, taking the message of God through the people of God to the nations. Visit spiritmedia.us today. This has been The Kevin White Show. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program, copyright Kevin White International, all rights reserved. We will see you back here every Tuesday on The Kevin White Show with another powerful message of prosperity in the presence of God.